lean in. Let me tell you of women in the business of saving. Women who do the heavy lifting while the world watches from the sidelines. Women who, when given the broken, decided to be their own saviors. And we let you bask in the greatness. That is, should you be so lucky to be granted this magic? And you so vain, you think we do this for you. As if we don't have our own dreams to ignite. As if the women of Atlanta and Wakanda have nothing better to do than to put a city on their backs. Lean in. We save ourselves first and you get saved in the process. And ain't that the way it always goes? We suit up and you are saved just by touching the hem of our garments. I say glory to the women who fight for something worth saving. Glory to the women who are actually in the paint. I say I see you. You be visible and you be worthy of all this praise. Do it for the dream. What's up? What's up? What's up? Listen, you guys, I'm hyped. The WNBA season is here. It started, as you guys know, our first game was on Twitter. Shouts to Twitter. Shouts to Amazon Prime. Let me bring in my two lit crew real quick before I go on a tangent. We got my snooker, Booker, as you guys know. We got Cole. We got Paul. That's the two lit crew. They're here. As y'all can see, Snooker Booker is in the A, okay? Because it's WNBA season, baby. So I want to just take some time to shout out the sponsors that have shown up and showed out. WNBA Weekly airs on NBA TV every single week, talking about only WNBA content. Only WNBA content. There's not very many shows, if any, that are doing that on linear TV. Shouts to Prime Video that's going to air some of the games, airing the Commissioner Cup. Shouts to Twitter. They're going to be airing games. Facebook, all the other ones, ESPN, because exposure matters. It's not going to be a surprise that viewership's up. Why? Because people have more ways to view it. Shouts to WNBA League Pass for being there and, and, and having every game. But I digress. You guys, I'm sure want to hear some things about the Atlanta Dream. Okay, so we didn't win our first game. It happens. Obviously, I would have loved to win the first game, but we're dealing with a lot. And I'm not going to be that one that breaks down every single game, but this was the first game, and I know that people would want to hear how I feel about it. How I feel about it is one game doesn't mean much. I'm looking towards tomorrow. We have another game to get back in there. So I'm look. I know that it's a building process and we're rebuilding. I don't, that doesn't mean we can't win right now, but that means that I'm understanding if we don't. So that's just how I feel. Okay, so listen, Snookabooka, you've been having a nice little time here in the A already. Went to the Hawks game yesterday. How was that? How did you, not yesterday, but how did you like the Hawks experience? Oh, it was wonderful. We sit up there in the social category up there in the top. And social we- category is called Atlanta Social. I got Snook, <laughs> Diddy, Suzanne, uh, Serena. I got them some nicer seats in Atlanta Social. You get free food. They bring you drinks. It's basically like the club, you know, like the, what is the section called? VIP. Yeah, we, it's like, this is Atlanta people. So we basically have a VIP whole section in State Farm Arena, Snook, Diddy, Serena, and Suzanne was in the building. Yes, it was wonderful. The Hawks, let me just first say, the Hawks won, clinched Ooh. the playoffs, and they were playing uh, one of my favorite players, and it wasn't AI, but it was Russell Westbrook. And, uh, <laughs> you know, anytime he's on the floor, the game is always in jeopardy, so they were able to pull it off, and that tickled me to death. And, and so, secondly, I got to attend 
the Dream's first game of the season, and it brought me back to a lot of past memories where I was always in the house for Renee's first game of the season, whether it was in high school, college, or the pros. So I love that. It's crazy. Like it's all, it's, it's like everything's still the same. Like I was not surprised when Snook and Diddy came up for the first game of the season because they always do. It's just crazy. Cause now I'm actually not playing. It's a different role, but we're still turned hype. We still support the same way. All right. Oh yes. Okay. So you guys, we have some things coming out on the 21st. Those things, oh, I'm glad you asked. My starting five NFTs, you see it coming soon. That's not the NFT, that's just the, it's coming soon picture graphic that we wanted to show you guys. But VP, can you just break down what's about to happen? Nah, it's a, it's a, it's a can't break it down. <laughs> we can't break it down. We're going to. It's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. Then we are not going to break it down. You guys, May 21st, you have to check it out because if you guys don't know, we've been talking about these NFTs and all this other stuff for a long time, but I have my own and I've seen a lot of NFTs. Not all of them are great. I'm just going to say that, but I really do think mine are about to be lit. Y'all tell me, but we're trying to do some things. We went, we went international. what do you say? We went international. I thought you said we weren't going to tell them. <laughs> That's a teaser. A teaser is we went international. We have different types of artists bringing these NFTs together. We're going to tell a story with the NFTs. They all have some type of connection to my life. Not even just starting in college, starting before college, high school. There's a storytelling aspect to it. Get into it. We're excited. Yes, we went international with it. I'm trying to do it big. We're trying to like really do some things. So it's exciting. That's coming up. But Let's talk about some things that are already out, some things that are already happening on remote scoreboard. VP, what's on the list? Yeah, and just going back to the WNBA games, they're also going to be televised on CBS Sports and ABC, which I think is pretty big. Right? Yeah, that's ABC. huge. I think the – oh, yeah, that's huge. They already – the first game – the game's on Saturday. We're on ABC. Yep. That's huge. That's mainstream. Cool. Anytime you can get to mainstream America where – you know, they don't have to pay the cable bill to watch it. Yes, yes, yes. True. That's access. Okay, so I was going to go with a lot of NFT stuff, but there wasn't that much new news because, I mean, we've kind of been reporting on it, but I do have one. But the first thing, uh, pretty interesting, um, that NBA, NFL, NHL, MLS, and MLB teams combined have surpassed a billion followers, but it only beats Ronaldo, Messi, and Neymar by like a few hundred thousand. So three people beat out the whole leagues, basically. Wow. That's ridiculous. <laughs> These soccer players, I'm glad you said Different. that, VP, because the Forbes top paid athletes list came out. And... That's what I was going to say next. Oh, sorry. I wasn't trying to steal your shine. Okay, <laughs> well, go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing. We, clearly, we don't talk about this stuff beforehand because I didn't even know. Tell them. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot to- Anyways, I'll say it after, but um, yeah, so the, the Forbes list came out. Top 10 was Conor McGregor, Messi, Ronaldo, Dak Prescott, LeBron, Neymar, Roger Federer, Lewis uh, Hamilton, Tom Brady, uh, Kevin Durant. So if anybody noticed anything about that list, there are no Osaka women. wasn't on there. Who? Naomi Osaka. Okay, so 
I thought Naomi Osaka would have been a short, like if you've seen the list of sponsors she has, it's elite. I'm talking about Cartier, Louis Vuitton. It's like upscale sponsorships. It's crazy that there's not one woman on that top 10 list. It's actually not crazy, but I'm glad that we can talk about it because it's crazy that there's not one woman That's in the crazy top about 10 yeah. in any sport. I I'm feel like so- Serena's usually kind of on it, though, or like borderline on it. She is. She Serena Williams she usually has that much, I don't think. But that go, that, that's based on winning, usually, not sponsorships, you know? It, it just shows the state of affairs for women in, in this country and probably yeah. all over the world. It's just hard for us to, to move up in, into those realms that uh, – and Osaka might be on there next year because, uh, like, all of her stuff is uh, yeah. That's true. She may be on there next year. Um, but still, I mean, the point remains, well, the first thing is soccer players are out here getting that dough. I'm just going to say that because for them to have multiple people on the list, soccer is an international sport. So whenever you have that international appeal, there's way more brands that you can be sponsored by, companies you can be sponsored by. Um Conor McGregor, there's an interesting story with that. Is I think it was Cristiano Ronaldo and, Con- and Conor McGregor were having a conversation five years ago, and Conor McGregor told him that he was going to take his spot in the number one for top-paid athletes, and he did. So if that's how it works, Conor McGregor, I want to take your spot. I'm not an athlete anymore, so I don't know how, I don't know how that works, but I'm just going to say it out loud in hopes that maybe five, ten years, I'm up there at 180 million. That's what Conor McGregor's at to be at the top of the list. I would love to be at that 180 mil for one year creating something. Conor McGregor created whiskey, by the way. He created his own whiskey that blew up. He sold it for what, 600 million, a piece of it for 600 million, something crazy like that. So, hey, I want to be on top of the Ford's list. If that's how it works, saying it out loud, there is my, I'm putting my bid in. I just. That's called speaking it into existence. That's Bam! Right. That's all we right. doing. That's right. <laughs> VP, what's next? Yeah, and just a few more stats on that. Like, Messi made the most on the field at 97 million. Soccer is making money. How you feel? Like, imagine in one year, Cole, you make $97 million in one year. I don't know if I should put a soccer ball in front of Vance or a baseball (laughs) in his hand. It's a a toss-up right now. I don't know which way we're going to go. We're going to kick it or we're going to throw it. Which one are we going to (laughs) do? We're going to kick it or we're going to throw it. (laughs) Why do you say that? Because that that also proves the point that um, baseball isn't doing well in marketing on the the count of they're not making the off the field money. That's mm-hmm. true. I'm, but you know what? I don't know very many baseball players. Like I don't see them in commercials. Now that I think about it, and like me too. Their money is guaranteed. They yeah, have guaranteed funds, so they don't have to. They don't have to scoot because basketball players. You roll that ankle, that knee is done. You're done. Your, your endorsements to your money. Same thing with football players. This is guaranteed money, so they can say they can sit back on their money and know they're good. So they chilling, but why aren't the brands going after these in, these guys? In the, I don't know, but the and other because interest- probably because it's expensive. <laughs> it's, probably, it's expensive. I mean, they get they I mean, get paid paid, so it's not like I don't soccer, think it it's works a shoe. Like that. But soccer, it's like soccer. Yes. It's soccer. It's the branding of the shoes and the and the the clothing. Who wants baseball clothes other than the jerseys? <laughs> 
<laughs> you might be on to something considering it hasn't happened. So you might, I mean, I don't know why soccer players aren't, I'm trying to think. I know Acuna, but I'm here in Atlanta. I know he's swaggy. I know a lot of people like him, but I don't know very many soccer players. Like, it's sad because I would say A-Rod. Like, you know, like he's – I mean, not soccer. I meant baseball. Like, I don't know very many baseball players. Um, Snook, name three baseball players. <laughs> current ones. Jackie jo- Jackie Robinson. No, <laughs> current players. Babe Ruth. No. Right. <laughs> Cole, name three baseball players. I'm not even going to sit here and try. <laughs> I only know the ones I'm like mom A-Rod he, he, I mean I don't know any current baseball players I just don't wow VP you I know you know some name uh, are you working with any baseball players VP nah um <laughs> wow uh Aaron I can name three I mean Aaron Judge and Mike Trout is the you know the best player he might be the best player ever and nobody oh, knows wow. about what him. about Acuna no 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 like Mike Trout might be the best player ever Oh, I mean, but who's good right now? Oh yeah, like he's good. Yeah, Acuna's good. He's up and coming. He got he he kind of took a bad deal, as we reported. He took a bad remote. deal. Yeah, he got a hundred mil for like six or seven years, and and then you know Fernando Tatis Jr. got the three hundred mil for seven years. Oh my gosh, three hundred million dollars for seven years. I'm tell you what, to me, I would treat that like. In seven years, nobody talked to me. I'm going to be on an island. I'm going to be living my best life, <laughs> sipping pina coladas. Yeah. I'm going to be having a blast. I would be the type that, look, I'm already easily entertained. Like, I don't need a lot. So if I have that type of money where I could just make my whole island with my family, y'all come visit me whenever you want. Fights on visit. me. We're going to live there, honey. Oh. <laughs> just give us a hut on the other side. <laughs> Let's put a hut on the other side. I'm always trying to move oh, in. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the pool house on the other side. <laughs> I get, okay, I'll get everybody a pool house. If I got a go. seven year, $300 million deal, I'm buying the island. I heard you can rent them per day for like 200000 Bill Gates' wife is doing that right now. But I'm going to just go ahead and buy the thing. That's what we're going to mm-hmm. do. Don't let me get some money. My whole family, we own. What's the next VP? <laughs> Uh, so actually going to another athlete, and I know you love him for for his uh, business deals. Is Shaq? They they listed all of his investments. So oh it's God. Alkaline Water, Apple, PepsiCo, Twitter, real estate, Vegas clubs, Papa John's, Google, Twenty Four Hour Fitness, Auntie Anne's, Uber and Lyft, Krispy Kreme, car washes, auto insurance, Ring, and Vitamin Water. Well, that's it. Well, right. I didn't hear go to the general and make some time. Like, uh-uh, so that, that ain't these are, it. No, these are invest no, these are investments. Oh look, we're all like, oh yeah. <laughs> not sponsored. That just changed everything. Investments. That made my oh, yeah. mind. And I don't know you why they, they didn't tell listen. Me he invested in Lyft and Uber. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, on both sides. <laughs> they forgot the they forgot the Kings. I believe he still owns part of the Kings, too. What he said that's that's fell proof because that's, if one takes yeah. over the other or what wow that's smart google lift was, was really popular on the west coast first and then uber but was i'm trying the- to figure out i didn't even know if google was accepting investors it seems like they're already good in that department yeah. like how Jack's what did he different. get in he got different he probably got different connects well, oh yeah that doesn't necessarily mean he just bought in this yeah. Could have been- yeah it says oh it says pre-ipo actually wow so he pre-ipo moment money that means he good money he he good good money i just 
when I just think about the things that Shaq has done, I like people always like talk about I that's goals when you can be so like to me, I look at it this way. Sometimes brands want a particular type of thing. They say, oh, this aligns with our brand. Basically, what we're thinking about when it comes to Shaq, what I think about is he can go with any brand. It doesn't matter the brand. It doesn't matter the company. It doesn't matter if it's upscale, not upscale, if it's car insurance or if it's the general. Like, he fits any brand. That's pretty lit. Like, that's lit as a human that you can fit any brand's mold. Like, wow, Shaq. So they didn't have the list of of who sponsors him because we wouldn't even be able to say them all on the podcast. We wouldn't. That'd be a list. Be a oh, he also owns. He also owns one hundred and fifty-five Five Guys. Oh, Five oh, since, Guys burgers oh, he, and fries. Oh no, he he sold it already. He sold all hundred and fifty-five of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Thank. So all right, his net worth. Uh, uh they said it's four hundred thousand. I mean, four hundred million. But I think it's more. No, but that's good. I, I mean, like 40, the yeah, four hundred. Like I like when the net worth is is lower than what you it, it really is. You don't need that. People probably about. be counting his pockets. Nobody say nobody needs to be in your pockets like that. Yeah. No one. Wow. Like, I, come on, Shaq. I love everything Shaq does. I'm sorry. He created the Shaq Bowl. Think about. Yes. He created. And it was he created, <laughs> he created a pre-show for the Super Bowl. That was going to rival the Super Bowl's pre-show. And he did it with his sponsors. Like sponsors he already currently had. He just reached out to them and was like, yo, I'm trying to do a thing. And voila, the Shaq Bowl was created. Tim Tebow was there. Like, what? Shaq is Shaq is goals. Like, I, I don't even usually say people are goals, but to be that fluid to me, that's that's a talent. That's a skill. He's killing it. Who's on his team? I always because I think about my team. Like Shaq got a team, okay? Is that everything? Are you got any bonus ones, VP? Oh, what you say, Snook? I said you got a team too. I got a squad too. <laughs> Y'all looking at most of the squad? Serena's not pictured right now. She's a big part of the squad. Kimberly Glam Squad gets me all the way together. So I got a squad too. Oh yeah. So the last one. Well, I was gonna say about the the WNBA and Amazon deal, but you already talked about it. But the last one, NFT. I had to find something, and the the webster dictionary made their own nft mm-hmm. and it's what? the def it's the definition of an nft it's a book it's the book opening and then it says the definition of the nft <laughs> and right currently that is and currently any guesses how many thousands of dollars it's going for right now it has one day left five hundred thousand one mil uh twenty five thousand that's exactly what it's going for. Shut up! <laughs> is that your bid, Renee? Huh? Look, is that, that your bid? <laughs> Listen, I want to get to that 25K range. Is it a one of one? Yeah. Okay, you guys. Come on. Y'all got to get me to the one of one 25K range. That, like- was, that was pretty uh, clever, I guess. Yeah, it was very clever. Like, very do smart. y'all see what's happening? Very the smart. dictionary made an NFT. They just made more than the dictionary. NFT. <laughs> That's like twenty more than a whole library of dictionaries at a school or a college. <laughs> right. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. Okay, is that it? What else you got? Oh, That's wait it. a minute, real quick. Got a rant. I want to talk about something that's happening right now. Yes. It's more upsetting than the gas shortage. There is a Chick-fil-A sauce shortage. 
I'm done. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Forget the gas. Forget the gas. Forget the gas. I got everybody half a tank. I mean, I understand people are upset about the gas. I'm not saying the gas is not important. No, I'm, I'm saying not. right in this moment, <laughs> let me tell you what happened. We had a power outage in my house. We had to throw away a lot of our food, including oh, my no. sauces. I went to Chick-fil-A to replace the sauce and they say, oh, we're sorry. We have a sauce shortage. I said, what do you, what, what, how does that even happen? Like, how do you not be able to make sauce? Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A has a sauce shortage. And that to me, is breaking news. I mean, the gas is going to be back in a couple of days. We've heard the pipeline has been fixed. They are going to resume gas at its regular scheduled times. Oh, for real? Where is, is that the Chick-fil-A true? sauce? Yes, this pipeline was fixed <laughs> or whatever they did, they fixed it. Because I Where was going to take Chick-fil-A an sauce? Uber until further notice everywhere I was going. I, I got, was going to save my little bit of gas. Oh, I got one. Where? I do have one bonus one. I forgot. Okay, but hold on a second. Let me I just say one thing about uh, Nicole's rant. Yeah. I won't name the uh, the chicken uh, company that did it, but we have poured into a chicken company and they were out of chicken. And that's what they sell. Ah. I mean, come on now. So Snook is talking about how we went to a chicken restaurant. I don't really care. Wasn't it, wasn't it Kentucky Fried Chicken? <laughs> I don't care to say. We went to Kentucky Fried chicken. Ew. First of all, they ew. didn't have any chicken. This was years ago. Was this years ago? This was years ago. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant you just went. Oh no. I don't eat at Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, we don't. No, but this is when Kentucky oh, Fried Chicken was popping. Oh, good. I they was on top. And when we went to the chicken place, no chicken. No, no chicken. You Kentucky Fried Chicken with no chicken. I mean, I I know that happens that but happens. to me. Have like it's ninety percent of your menu, so we was ordering different things, thinking, oh, they don't have that chicken. They didn't have no chicken. No breasts, no wings, no thighs, no legs, no no spicy, no, no regular, spicy, no, no extra regular, crispy, extra crispy, nothing. I said, why are y'all have the doors open? Why are y'all even taking orders at the window? Y'all should just I said, turn you the want any out. sides? Huh? <laughs> For chicken? What? All right, I got so, the. That was got- probably the last time I went there too. Like, come on, Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> I got the bonus one. I forgot. What is it? Um, I think I think Cole uh balled out last week in bowling. I saw on one what? of her son's <laughs> stories. He is. Paul is following us. Yay! My son. Yes, I had to tell them it was Mother's Day. I had to show them what a mother can do. It was out there smacking them. So wait a minute. Cole, talk to us. So. Are, like I Peter love when sons. this happens because kids probably think that they can beat adults in everything. They think they're smarter than us. They think we haven't been young before. What did you do to my nephews, Cole? So they were sleeping on me. The conversation <laughs> was going back and forth amongst the men. It was between the oldest, Shannon and Trill, and then my husband. Oh, we're going to do this. The advance is in there like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. <laughs> no one even put me in the conversation. I wasn't even, I wasn't even a threat. So then I went out there and I, my first one was a strike. And then everybody was like, oh, fall out the chairs. <laughs> get into oh, it. Get oh, into gotta, it. Get on mom because mom is trying to do some things. Oh, I was killed. I killed them. And Trill had a nerd to post. <laughs> Trill had a nerd to post on his social media that, you know, spend the Mother's Day with my mom. And he accidentally got the score. And they said, he said they lit him up. Ooh. They was like, oh, boy, you trash. Does you anybody remember that score? <laughs> Does anybody remember that whooping? What was the score? 20 something? It was 120 something, yeah. 120 something to, I, I mean, nephews. I was struck. <laughs> I 
just striking about. Oh yeah, not even didn't even think I was gonna do anything. They, I mean, just having a nice little roundabout. Well, I mean, I'm just sitting there like, oh, I guess I'm not in the game. I'm Don't not that sound it. about America? Okay, the future's female. Y'all better get into it. Yes. <laughs> We love to see it. <laughs> that was okay. Funny. I like that. Any more? Any more breaking news? What else y'all got for me? Uh, that was just that was here? breaking news from the remotely Renee Instagram. <laughs> wow, I like that. I like that. Okay, so moving on, moving on. Okay, so we've been talking about my NFTs. It's my starting five. So as you can guess, there's five of them, and. The storytelling, I think, is what really is the coolest part of the NFTs. I mean, they're going to look aesthetically pleasing. They're going to be lit. But we're, there's a story to these. There's people that they knew what we wanted to do, and then they created it. So we want you to see from the artist's mind how these NFTs were created. There's going to be a part one, part two, part one. Check it out. Thanks so much, Renee. I'm Jonah Ballo, the head of content and production at Heartland Group. And I'm joined by my partner here, Elliot Gerard, who's the head of creative at Heartland Group, and we're the team behind the scenes working on the creative and the production for Remotely Renee every single week. But today, we're talking about a unique opportunity when Renee and her squad came to us about creating her NFT collection. And Elliot, I think this was an amazing opportunity for us to not only come up with the overall concept, but then reach in our collective of artists. And we did not only look in the United States, we went around the globe to find the best artists in the world to really tackle this unique opportunity. I know the NFT space is exploding, but we wanted Renee's starting five collection to really shine above all. We knew this had to be special to, to capture her career and you know post-career. Um, so we wanted to, like Jonah was saying, we wanted to create a, a virtual world for her that encapsulates both sports and artwork because you know a lot of these NFTs, they some of them have just been a tweet or you know, um, or just a photo or, or, or a highlight. We wanted this to be artwork, you know, um, and, uh, and Renee really respects that part of this process. And, you know, like with us working on the podcast, she's always embracing the artwork. So um, we wanted to make it this 3D gallery that sat above the, the NFT court, almost like um, a jerseys in the rafters, but it's artwork in the rafters. Um, so things would be, you know, uh, being pulled up above the court uh, and, and displayed above the court in these beautiful glass boxes, you know, using um, the kind of colors that, that we've built with the Renee, Remotely Renee brand, we brought that into this uh, NFT court world as well. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm so excited to show everyone because I really think it, it, it meshes it really well together. Yeah, Elliot, I think when you talk about the overall concept, it was an NFT court that we decided was going to be the basic concept for it. And then these NFTs were going to live in this 3D space that we were going to create. But it was really fun to, to, to kind of dive into this unique uh, concept, right, where you can you can mix the technology, right, and basketball. And that's a lot of what remotely Renee is about and and Renee is obviously involved in the tech space in business and in athletics and obviously being a former uh, WNBA superstar so we wanted to mix all these elements bring it to life and then shine a light on each specific NFT so I think from an overall concept that's where we landed and then each artist was going to bring something unique to the table well like I always said you know Renee has a great eye she um she found us when I was working on Hooper's Vote uh 
I, I created a piece of her, a piece for her, and she uh, she knew we were the team that she wanted to work with. So we always are trying to push the limits with um, with the artwork that that we create for her, whether it's for the podcast and for this NFT. And we wanted to find the right artist for the right pieces, um, and also you know making sure that that we really um, captured the diversity uh, in the art field, um, making sure that there were people from you know, China, Italy, uh, all backgrounds. One of the things that I think makes us special is that we have such great relationships with artists all around the world. Um, and I, it's something that I've prided myself on as an artist. I always want to collaborate with them. You know, Elliot, next week we are going to dive into the artist and, and have some messages that they actually sent through about what it means to be involved in this project. And again, uh, amazing talent within our collective that we were able to collaborate with on this project and, and we handpicked these artists because we felt so strongly about what they bring to the table and our previous relationship with them. But today we're gonna to talk a little bit about the NFTs, right? There's gonna be five of these and they're focused on monumental moments in Renee's career in life. And this is what brings a whole new level to the collection, right? It's not just a highlight, it's certain moments in her career and life that she wanted to bring to the NFT collection and it has some meaning behind it, some thought, obviously, and really tells a story about who Renee Montgomery is. And again, in this tech, sports, and business world that she overlaps in, I think this is a perfect way to tell that story. You know, one is about the record amount of three she hit in a WNBA game, right? There's another one that shines a light on the six rings she's collected, you know, in a storied basketball career. Uh, there's another one where she has her, her emotional moment when she's announcing her retirement. There's another one about her tweet where she's opting out of the 2020 WNBA season. So you can see that there's a lot of impactful moments that are going to be told through this artwork. And I think that's what's so special to us. And each artist really did a great job at capturing the meaning behind it, the thought behind it. And we're so excited. So again, next week, we are going to bring you um, some messages from the artists, a little sneak peek behind the scenes at what these NFTs look like. So stay tuned for that. But again, we couldn't be more proud to work on this project. It's been a blast to be on Remotely Renee from a production and creative standpoint. And now this new uh, collection that is going to launch here in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for it. And uh, Elliot and I will be back next week um, to bring you a little bit more information. And again, hear from the artists and a little peek at what these NFTs look like. All right, so we've been talking about it and it is here, remote game show. We need like all kinds of sounds. Yes, we got a game show. It's a five minute show. We're gonna ask five questions and we're gonna have a guest. Our guest today is Bryce Young. We're gonna have him on here. He's gonna answer five questions. He has two minutes to do it. The last question, all first four questions are gonna be just random trivia. The last question is gonna be a question specific to Remotely Renee. So you have to watch the show to get all five. What's the prizes? Never thought you'd ask. The prizes are you get $20 <laughs> per answer and everybody gets an NFT when they leave. So you know we're into this tech, crypto, NFT world. So you automatically get a free, not NFT, I'm sorry. You get a free awesome. top shot. So. Two minutes on the clock. Do you understand the rules, Bryce? You have two minutes to answer five questions to win a hundred dollars and an NFT, or I'm sorry, well, a, top a top shot. shot. Understand. Understand. Okay, VP. Let's get it yeah. started. Two minutes. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. What is the offspring of a kangaroo called? 
A Joey. Wow. Ding, ding, ding. How many pairs of wings does a bee have? Two. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, you better get some money. <laughs> what is your body's largest organ? Um, Let's see. I can appendix. see the skin. What is it? Is it appendix? Uh, skin. Trick question, Connie. You wouldn't uh. have thought that was an organ. The Olympics <laughs> are held every how many years? Four years. And is there one more question? Was that four or three? That was four. That was four. That was four? Yep. What is the name? Oh, what is the name of the game segment that Renee and the two lit crew play every week honoring other people? <laughs> uh, Y'all better be watching know. remotely, Renee. Now everybody better not uh, be getting these questions wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I don't know. You don't know? You don't even have a guess? The answer is remote roses, where we give out roses every single week <laughs> to honor somebody that's doing big in the community. BB, you got four out of five questions. What's your cash app? Say it out loud in case somebody wants to give you some free money too. Uh, oh, you're, uh, it's Y-R-Y-C-E-Y-O-U-N-G, like rice Y-R-Y-C-E-Y-O-U-N-G, rice rung. Okay, I will be spending $80 to your account. Thank you for coming on the remote game show, baby. Thank you for having me. Uh, can I borrow oh, 20 This is easy. Huh? Can I borrow $20, Bryce? Ah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's going straight into the bank account. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I love that. Okay, BB. Thank you for hopping on here and joining us. That's easy lifting. Yeah. All and right. I'm really about to send you your money. Like, not now, but right now. All right, Bryce. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you, BB. You, baby. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, so, Listen. We had the flash on here. I just had to say it out. It was word vomit. I'm sorry. We had the flash, AKA Grant Gustin on the pod for remotely one-on-one. -on -one. And you guys, it's the real flash that's on TV, but he's also a really dope guy. I was talking to him about he's expecting. I was talking to him about filming. How does he do it? I think he was in Canada when we talked. It's just a different life. So I talked to him about even his first films and how he felt when he was new on set so check it out we had grant gustin the flash on remotely one-on-one -on -one. check it out but okay so, yeah. so you are the son of a professor which my mom is a college professor and then you're the, also the son of a pediatric nurse so when little grant was growing up did he know that he was going to be an entertainer yeah it's funny like i didn't think about it in terms of my career ever is how I always kind of talk about that where I, I my, my parents probably knew like I was just playing dress up I guess with like from movie <laughs> characters and making yeah. my siblings do it with me and I got into tap dancing as like an eight-year-old um, <laughs> and started doing theater at 10 and yeah it was just always what I loved to do and it consumed my imagination and my imaginary playtime at home and um I honestly didn't think like this is my career until I was like probably a freshman in college and I was like you know paying to study theater and yeah that's when you kind of have to make that decision but it's all I've ever loved and all I've ever done so 
Yeah. So that's crazy. So when did you start to get like recognition where people are like, okay, I know he's been tap dancing around the house, but like, he's actually really good. It was my mom. I mean, my mom is all she like she was never a stage mom, you know, she was never hovering over me and like push making me do things I didn't want to do. But she saw kind of my passions really before I had acknowledged what those passions were. And she really helped me channel those things like I was obsessed with um, Savion Glover as a kid, I forget how I even discovered him. But I was obsessed with Savion Glover. And um the movie singing in the rain and gene oh. kelly gene kelly in particular and i would watch it again and again and again and she made me go to a tap class i resisted at first but she knew i would love it and she got me into a tap class and then i you know i at every stage i always had to have some mentor kind of like push me in the right direction as a kid just because mm-hmm. I've, I've always been shy um and and i i don't like to fail you know, and I don't like to be embarrassed. And I feel like I always had to have people encourage me to get out there and and do what I clearly love to do. No, that's, that's, I think that's all of us. And that's how my son is, by the way, but I would, what would you consider your first big role? And the reason I asked that is because I've talked to a lot of different actors and actresses and like Vivica Fox, what I thought her first big role was, she was like, no, to me, my first big role was this. So what was your first, like, into you big role? Um, I mean, it really, if we want to break it down like that, I was 11 and I had been doing theater for about a community, just, you know, community theater for uh-huh. about a year at that point. And I'd been like dancing, tap dancing for a few, few years. And uh, our theater company, the Hurrah Players in Norfolk, Virginia, was doing a, a version of like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory and uh, okay. Willy Wonka. I forget what we actually called it because it probably wasn't a hundred percent like sanctioned like legal production because it was like yeah it was like the movie on stage and um and I was Charlie and it was like the first time oh. you know getting to like do this be a big role on stage and and uh, you know that's probably when I really really fell in love with being on stage and playing a character and that's ultimately when I knew that's what I wanted to do, even if I wasn't really thinking about it in those terms. Yeah. Like ever since then, I mean, that's, I've never thought about doing anything else with my life really. That's beautiful. And so a lot of these things, we talked about tap dancing, but you're actually a singer and an actor. And so yeah. for you, did you ever have to kind of choose an avenue? Like, all right, I'm going to pursue the act. Was it always acting or did you always want to sing and act? Or what was that thought process like? Um, I was never, like, I was not naturally gifted singer by any means um I still don't think of myself as like I can sing I can like you know I can get by but I know a lot of like I know a lot of amazing singers that like that's like their calling and like that's their true talent and um and I'm not that like I can pull it off for for roles but I'm never gonna have like a singing career you know I'm never gonna be like an artist in that sense um and I think like dance was the first thing that really spoke to me and that I I was probably the most naturally gifted at um and I I think I thought that like my trajectory my career path was more along the lines of being like uh in the ensemble of like Broadway shows and whatnot and hopefully eventually getting to like be a lead on Broadway or something but I mean my first like big professional gig was um Baby John in West Side Story who's just like one of the one of the Jets you know 
um, and and that dancing's really tough. And I had I took a lot of ballet and and all kinds of dance growing up. Um, and I think the dancing is what I kind of focused on the most through high school and college, thinking like that's what I was best at. But somewhere in high school, and definitely more so in my, I only did two years of college before I got West Side and, and left to do that. But yeah. I, I shifted my focus to acting. And I knew that that was more like, I didn't like going to dance class. I didn't like doing the work <laughs> that was required to like be a yeah. great dancer. Um, right. And I was much more interested in working on the craft of acting. So I guess around when I was like 18, I think it kind of shifted to knowing that's more where my real passion was for the arts. No, I but it's nice that. I now so, have like dance and singing in my back pocket, you know, and I yeah, can pull it out. Like you, you can <laughs> sing. I don't hear anything else about that. You can sing because I'm going to bring up. You were on Glee, and to me, that looks like the funnest set ever to be a part of. You're singing and dancing, all everybody's just breaking out in song. I feel like that's what I want my life to be. What was it like being on that set? It was surreal. Um, you know, I had left. I had never really been on TV like that. I had done a few like. Yeah local or regional things as a kid growing up you know like commercials and stuff that were like virginia commercials um <laughs> but not nothing like that and i was 21 when i got it i was had been touring with west side for the year um and i met my manager who i'm now i'm still with we've been together for awesome. like 10 11 years now um 10 years i guess yeah and he saw me in west side and reached out to me and we started uh, working together, sending in audition tapes for stuff. And I sent one in for Glee for an episode I didn't get. And um, they kept me in mind for this role that came up that I eventually got. And my West Side tour was in Costa Mesa at the time. So I like took a train down and auditioned in the room and could like to LA to audition and got um, it. And I had like two weeks left on my year tour of West Side and the uh, producers let me out to go do this gig like let me out. I was about to be done in two weeks anyway awesome. so they let me leave yeah. early and so I'm in LA like you know for 12 hours and then I'm on set and uh, it's you know kind of a whirlwind and I'm working with Chris Colfer and Darren Chris on my first day who were two of the main guys and um yeah I was tripping. I was like, you know, I, like, I, was, <laughs> I was about to ask that, like, what, like, what? You just all of a sudden yeah. on a Hollywood set. Yeah. And it's crazy. They shoot at Paramount, which is like a real lot. And it, it feel it's like a real Hollywood kind of experience. Like, um, and I'm, it's just, a, there's no singing or dancing that day. It's just a scene with uh, Chris and Darren. And um, they were both so sweet and, and helpful. And, Darren even gave me like a set 101 book to kind of help me out and we had a lot of mutual friends he called me the day before and really helped me like not freak out um which was you know awesome of him yeah. um because you don't know anything like you're hearing all these terms thrown out from like you know what this person's job is and that person's job and what they're doing with lenses and what they're doing with lighting and 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 I, you, it it's could be so a foreign language kind of, almost if you don't 100 percent yeah and like even though I'd been acting for a long time I it had all been on stage and to suddenly just like pretend like the camera's not there and it's you know it's at times like yeah. six inches from your face and um there's way more people just in your eye line and it's so different than being on stage and to shake that you know honestly it took me like probably like a couple 
like a year of flash even before I was really used to like ignoring like all that stuff being in front of you. Um, it's just so different. Okay, so the flash, come on, you guys. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so you. I mean, so I'm, just amazed, I'm just amazed every week because the reason why I say that is because you think you heard everyone's story. Yeah. And then every week we listen to someone else's story and you're like, how many different stories? But there's a million different stories. So that's why I said awesome because I don't know if I feel like I'm saying the same thing, but I am saying the same thing, but it, it is an amazing thing because everybody's doing something different and I it agree. is amazing. It's everybody's different. Yeah. I and agree. I, I I was going to say, um, yeah, he was another one that just reached out to you uh, just to be an ally to you um, oh, during yeah. everything. And so that was cool. Just like all the people that we've gotten on because of that. Yeah, that's that's actually such a good point. I always forget to, to say that part. Grant Gustin reached out to me when I opted out. I talked about a lot of a lot of people reached out to me, but also a lot of celebrities, A-listers, athletes reached out to me just only to show their support, to tell me that they're an ally. And so imagine me terrified, opting out, not knowing what's coming next. And then I get all of this love from people that I don't know, but I'm so happy to know now. Grant Gustin was one of those. So it's just, it's crazy the things that attract people to you. And it's crazy that now he's somebody that like, I feel like I know that I'm cool with. And it's, and it's the flash. And I know my son loves the flash. It was crazy in that aspect as well. So yeah, like, I love it. Um, so moving on to Remote Roots, Snookabooka. She's doing some things, you know, we're, we're developing, we're constantly creating. And so Snookabooka, what do you have for Remote Roots this week? Okay, well, you know, it's gardening season. So I'm out there with my spring vegetables and I've done a couple of episodes talking about that. So this week I decided to do something with kale one of the most densely nutrient foods on the planet. And it's supposed to be, it's loaded with antioxidants, first of all, it's good for your health as far as lowering high cholesterol, heart and all of that. But you know, one of the things I've noticed, especially with all of my grandbabies, I say this all the time, I have 11, they don't like to eat their vegetables. So <laughs> I thought, okay, let's sneak this vegetable in on them. So. My daughter, my granddaughter, Shayla, my oldest granddaughter, decided to help me do a smoothie, a kale smoothie, and did do a taste test so we can feed it to the younger babies. So at any rate, check this out. Snook's Healthy Kale Smoothie. Here you'll see I'm picking some kale from my garden, some fresh kale to add for this smoothie that I'm getting ready to make. Kale is a wonderful way of adding uh, vegetables to your children's diet if they don't like to eat them. Okay, here you'll see I'm washing the kale. Even if you purchase the kale from the grocery store, it still needs to be washed. Here I'll lay it out to dry in preparation for adding it to the smoothie. Next you'll see I will prepare to put the ingredients together for the smoothie. Here you see them. First I'll add the strawberries, frozen. Next frozen peaches. And you can purchase these or use your fresh ones. Here you'll see I add some frozen blueberries. Next, I'll add honey for sweetness. You can also add bananas if you want to sweeten it up a little bit more. You can freeze them in preparation for the smoothie. Next, I'll add the greens to the smoothie and the almond milk. Some recipes require that you add the almond milk and the kale together, then add the frozen vegetables. Okay, here I'm processing 
the ingredients and the bullet finished. So now I will pour them in the glasses for a taste test. My granddaughter Shayla and I will see if it's best by taste test. We found that the smoothies were very good. They were not as sweet as we like. So next time we will try to introduce a little bit more sweetness into them. Here you go. Okay, so this week for Remote Roots, we're going to do something a little different. We're not going to necessarily play a guessing game to show love to somebody killing it in the community. We're just going to show love to a group of people killing it in the community. So as you guys know, I got my shirt on. Um, it's the W this year, 25th anniversary. So we're showing love to the WNBA and the 144 players we call it one of 144 but there's also a 144 espn documentary it's uh produced by shanae gumake a WNBA player get into the more than an athlete thing but we just wanted to show love to all the WNBA players and not only the 144 but the staff the coaching staff the people in the league offices everyone that brings the WNBA together and makes it function how it's functioning we're thriving right now i know people feel it it's on the rise so we're giving out roses uh, to, let me start with the Atlanta Dream, and we're not shouting out every team, but I got to shout out the Atlanta Dream because this is just what I do. The Atlanta Dream and the WNBA for what's happening right now. I mean, women's sports are on the rise. You can just see it. Yes, Cole, slap, clap. We can just see it, what's happening in, in the WNBA. And so we wanted to show love to the 144 and also just the new fans. I'm showing love to the fans that are here now that, Want to just be a part of the movement. Love to the old fans. Love to everybody, okay? That's what we doing, and that's all we have this week for Remotely Renee. Catch us next week where we connect while being remote. Is your partner big boy interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood introducing neighbor to neighbor a california volunteers network that empowers you to take action contribute to local needs and be a part of something bigger than yourself visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community neighbor to neighbor it takes a neighborhood hello everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.